everybody and welcome to the most low budget podcast on hobby twitter but that is okay because my low budget it's still kind of entertaining (laughs) anyway okay so i'm gonna be talking to you guys today about how to make money within the hobby now you guys know me myself i'm not really an investor but i've been in the hobby long enough to know what smart to buy for your money and what's not smart to buy for your money so i'm just basically gonna i know this is stupid of me because i don't i'm not the most keen on investors but i'm actually going to give investors tips nowadays so if you're an investor uh this episode will actually be pretty good um i'm in the midst of starting up my own like little um hobby like stall uh in myrtle beach and um i have an announcement to make actually i might be taking uh bulk submissions uh in two weeks for csg which is a good thing so i know i'm not the most logical or i know i'm not the most smart about this and there's probably better people to talk to but i'm going to give my whole point of view on the thing and what I think are good buys. Okay, first, looking at the market as a whole, you're going to have, in America, there's a few major outlets. One is baseball, obviously. What you want in your store, you want baseball, American football, and basketball are the three main ones here, right? And then you have other cards like hockey, martial arts, soccer, I call it football, but we'll call it soccer for the sake of it. Um, What else? There's a bunch. Tennis, golf, all of that. So, if you are thinking of starting your own little, like, page for, like, almost investing or whatever, per se, buy smart is my first tip. Please... When you see all of these cards going for a good amount of money, you have to research them. You have to research the market as a whole. You're probably better off picking a sport and watching that sport and seeing who you think is good within that sport. And then you can branch out into other sports. What I usually do, um, or what I, I, I would do, per se, not what I usually do, but... What I would do is I'd buy all the people that I know from my sport that I like to invest in. And then what I do is I'd branch out into other sports and I talk to people. Ask other people what they're buying, who they like in that sport, who they think is good. You talk to a basketball collector. Yeah, you might get Trey Young. I'm Irish. I grew up watching zero basketball, right? But I know guys like Trey Young... Luka Doncic, um, Tyler Hero, a few other guys. Um, I'm not sure about Bam. I'm not sure if he's good or not. But yeah, so I know like LeBron, obviously, and Jordan. So I know guys like that. So I'm going to carry guys like that, obviously, um, in my stock. And, and, and yeah, what I have here, I have guys like that here. Um, and then baseball, obviously, I know you have your Trout, Harper, Acuna, Soto, Tatis, Robert, Bichette, 
Alonzo, Judge, um, yeah, on and on and on. I can name baseball players all day that are good boys. And then also for football, obviously you have uh, your young guys and then your older guys. So Tom Brady, Cam, Cam Newton. Ah, I can say Cam Newton. Sure, why not? <laughs> Screw it. Cam Newton. Um, you know, guys like that. Uh, then you have Jalen Hurts. Uh, Joe Burrow. Tua Tagovailoa. I'm not sure about Tua, but we'll see. Uh, Justin Herbert. Alright, so yeah. Obviously, you guys know them. And then for soccer, obviously, Mbappe, Havertz. and Yeah. Anyway, so... That's kind of the basics. Just learn the basics of the sports. There's also trading card games like Pokemon and Magic. I'm not going to even comprehend to know anything about Magic or Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh a little bit and Pokemon a little bit. But I'm not very good at trading card games. Although, I know what you're looking for. Early year hollows and first editions are what you're looking for. For an affordable price. You grade them. You get you make sure they're in good condition. You get them graded from like CSG, uh, Beckett, uh, SGC or PSA, and you make sure they grade a little bit higher. And you're probably gonna make a decent amount of money, ten, twenty bucks, depending on the card. Anywhere upwards of hundreds if you uh, are looking to spend more. But I'm going to give you some low budget. Because I'm low budget myself. Uh, my job, I love my job and I work full time and I work my butt off. But it doesn't pay like um, extraordinary. I'm a blue collar worker. Just like I know many of you are listening. So for you guys, I'm going to give you guys tips to make money. Because all these rich guys, yeah, we can't keep up with them. <laughs> Alright. So first off, I know this sounds really cliche. But patience, you need to have patience. If something is dipping or dropping and you have faith in that player, keep it. Keep it. I don't know how many times I've made this mistake. I sold my Acunas, uh, not all of them, but I sold a few Acunas a few years ago. My friend had a PSA 10 bat down Acuna. He sold for like $250. Yeah, stings, right? Keep your faith in your guys. Don't sell for lower than you're willing to take for the card. I have a first Bowman Mini PSA 10 Chrome Acuna sitting right in front of me right now. I'm not taking less than $400 for it because I know it's going to go up to $400. For your high value cards, keep them until you know you can get what you want for them. Number two, and this will contradict my last point, but don't be greedy. If your point was $400 and it's up to $500 and somebody gives you an offer of $450 but you want $500 for it, take the $450. That's $50 more than you would have already had. You could put that $50 into grading. You could put it into buying cards. Number five, stack sellers and plain white envelope stack sellers are your friends. But don't buy the cards to grade. Most of the time, these guys 
are going to sell you cards that aren't in great condition because they're graders themselves, right? It's just kind of how it goes. You buy a card off of somebody. I don't know how many cards I've bought off of stack sellers and corners have been bad. Everything's been bad. They haven't told me, obviously. But if you're buying low value cards, buy them to hold them and flip them. Don't buy them to grade them because you're going to be you're going to end up selling them for less than what you've bought them for if it's just for that. Or your grade is going to come out like a 7 or an 8 and you're going to be left wondering why it's a 7 or an 8. If you are grading, get yourself a good microscope, a microfiber cloth and some gloves and get yourself some patience because it takes a while to evaluate cards and it's not easy a card that you think is a 10 could be an 8 a card that you think is an 8 could be a 10 so grading is very subjective so obviously you have to be prepared to lose a little bit of money in order to gain a little bit of money sometimes with grading also when you're talking um I know investment is a word that's thrown around a lot. I like to say speculate, but for the sake of the thing, I'll say investing. When you're investing in guys that prospect and they um, don't do good, that's part of it. That's part of it. you got to know the risks you take. If you spend $100 on your collection of prospects and that prospect never makes it to double A. I'm sorry, but it's the way it's the way it goes. You know, you get burned sometimes on prospects. So just be careful. Don't put too much money into them. I'm not saying don't go out and buy prospects because prospects are great. First Bowmans are awesome. They go for a ton of money if you got the right guy. But buy them when they're five dollars, not when they're thirty-five or forty dollars. You go and buy a couple of undervalued guys for a few bucks, and in two, three years, they'll be worth 10. That's another thing. you got to sit on your money. If you're like me and you don't have a lot of money, it's hard to do that big flip. You've got to save up for months, whereas you've got to save up for years if you're doing the small flips because obviously you've got to wait for your guys to get to the major leagues. I have a huge Miguel Amaya collection. I have to wait till bloody Wilson Contreras retires before I can even think of selling any of it off. I don't really want to, but, you know, sometimes, you know, times are tough for people. Anyway, another thing. Be careful where you get your supplies from. Do not pay like $7 for a pack of top loaders, please. Go do your research and when the drops order, always keep extra money in your account just in case top loaders arise. I have a little supply fund, I can happily say, if I could order a case of top loaders, I have one on back order now, but if I could order a case of top loaders from Ultra Pro, let's say, at standard rate, I have enough money saved up where I can do that. Supplies are your best friend in the hobby. I don't know how many times I've had $20, $30 cards ruined 
because I didn't know how to put them into supplies. I didn't know how to store them properly. Supplies, storage boxes, all of that, you need it. It's essential. I You can't skimp out on it. That's the one thing. Condition is key. And you want to keep your cards in good condition so they'll be worth more. If you put them in... If you spend too much on them, it's going to hurt them. Or it's going to hurt you and your budget. And if you spend... If you, like, don't use them at all, it's going to hurt your card. So you have to find that happy medium. A good price for a pack of top loaders right now, it pains me to say it, but it's like around five bucks, uh, five fifty around that. That's decent. A uh, pack of card sleeves, a dollar fifty. I can, I, I could probably get them for a dollar thirteen a piece, a dollar a piece in one of my local stores, just pretty nice, but. Yeah, everybody has different circumstances. So do your research before you buy a bunch of uh, supplies and make sure you're getting a good deal on them. Also, uh, when you're buying bulk lots, a lot of people think that they can get rich off a bulk lot. But what people do is they will put low value cards in bulk lots and say, oh yeah, no card is under 25 cents, which is true. But 90% of that lot will be 25 cent cards. You're not really going to get anything super special out of there. And if you do, it'll probably be advertised already in the lot. So you'll probably see it. And a lot of the cards you don't see will be junk. So just bear that in mind when you're buying. It's very hard to make quick, easy money in this hobby. You've got to really be smart. Um, also, boxes. When you buy a box at release, say you buy a box of Bowman, and you don't rip it and you're holding it, right? Um, for those who are new to the hobby, rip is, a, is basically open and hold is not to open it, right? You keep it sealed. So, if you keep it sealed and say you try and sell it two months later don't keep it sealed and wait a year or two because chances are you'll get a hundred dollars more if you wait a year or two to sell it because the guys in there will have matured and they'll be the top prospects in the uh, mlb and they'll be justified top prospects i can't stress that enough it's it's very hard to know when to sell it but when they re like I said, when they reach that price that you want for something, that's when you sell it. And if it never reaches that price, you've got a nice card to show for it. Two, you've got to not buy into all the hype at its peak. You've got to know when the peaks hit. So, say right now Acuna Jr., he's doing awesome, right? We all know he would do awesome, but if you bought Acuna Jr. two months ago, when not everybody was buying him, you would have made a whole heck of a lot of money right now, because he's doing awesome. So you buy the hyped guys, but you don't buy them when they're doing great. You buy them when they're injured, I or not good, not doing good. I 
like when Tatis was injured, that was the time to buy him. When it's the off season, that's the time to buy because people are thinking about football or they're thinking about a different sport. They're not thinking about baseball. You know, it's the same with football season. If you buy all like last year when Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady were in the Super Bowl and you bought a Tom Brady rookie around the Super Bowl time mm, it's not smart at all you got to buy it either after the Super Bowl a few months after or before the season you know when it's just starting anyway yeah so that's that I want to finish off on one last point that I think everybody forgets about. And I'm not saying this just to say it. Like, I know at the end of the day, it's really a hobby, right? You collect what you want, you do what you want, and you're supposed to have fun doing it. If you're fighting people for blaster boxes, you are running bots online or anything like that please reassess what you're doing you know what I mean anyway so yeah that's what I wanted to bring up um obviously to compete with your LCS you have to have years in it and you have to have direct deals with people and have to have a lot of contacts contacts are key Keep that in mind. I think that will be the final last point. Contacts are key. Keep your friends close. Maintain good status with the community. And you will do a-okay. Alright. That's been my TED Talk. (laughs) Thank you guys for listening.